Episode 19, British Envoy Failed to Trade with the Qing Emperor. Hi there and welcome to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. I'm Patrick Flannery. Today let's talk about George McCartney and his visit to China. In 1793, McCartney served as the head of a British delegation visiting China. This was the first British mission to ever reach the Middle Kingdom. This was the meeting of the two most powerful empires in the East and the West. At that time, China was ruled by the Qianlong Emperor of the Qing Dynasty. Was McCartney invited by China, as is the norm nowadays? No. It was an initiative of the United Kingdom, and he came under the banner of congratulating the Qianlong Emperor on his 80th birthday. Actually, the emperor was 82 years old that year. To understand why McCartney came to China, we must first take a wider look at the situation at that time through the lens of tea, China's primary export to the West. Two years before his visit, 90% of the tea exported by China was purchased by the British East India Company. In other words, most of China's tea was sold to the British. At that time, there was a saying that, regardless of status, gender, or age, every Brit needed more than one pound of Chinese tea every year. Before McCartney departed for China, the British Minister of Foreign Affairs told him this. There are more British people doing business in China than in other Western countries, but the British haven't got any help, so they're far away from the Chinese emperor. Our strength has not been fully shown in China. This time, you are leading a delegation to visit China. The main purpose is to open the Chinese market, so you are going to request to meet with the Qianlong Emperor. He added three demands. First, Britain is requesting that it may send permanent envoys to China. Second, we hope to set up a warehouse near the production areas of tea or silk to facilitate the movement of these commodities. And third, if China insists, the UK will stop exporting opium to China. The Opium War between Britain and the Qing Dynasty occurred about 50 years later. It happened when China refused to import opium from Britain. However, in 1792, Britain was prepared to agree to China's ban. From this, we see that the initiative of Sino-British trade was still in the hands of the Qing Dynasty. When the McCartney mission finally arrived in China, it encountered a lot of problems. The first was translation. McCartney did not have a translator who knew both English and Chinese, and the Qing Dynasty could not find one. Instead, China found a foreign missionary who knew Chinese and Latin, and the UK hired a translator who knew English and Latin. The two sides first translated Chinese or English into Latin before they could communicate at all. So, as you can imagine, this was pretty frustrating. The second problem, a dispute over etiquette. China required the McCartney mission, like all envoys before him, to pay a tribute by prostrating themselves in front of the Qianlong Emperor three times, during which they touched their head to the ground. However, the British mission believed someone should kneel fully only in the presence of God. For the Qianlong Emperor, one would kneel on one knee as though they were meeting King George III. The etiquette dispute took a long time to negotiate. The Qing Dynasty even tried to reduce the food supply for the missions to make the British yield to this demand. The outcome was controversial. Some claim that the British mission ended up kneeling on one knee, while others say the mission was forced to accept the etiquette of kneeling thrice and bowing nine times 
In any case, the incident left both parties pretty unhappy. Furthermore, because the British mission claimed to have come to celebrate the Chanlong Emperor's birthday, they had to come bearing gifts. So what were those gifts? Well, there were various astronomical and geographical instruments, guns, models of vehicles and ships, and glass lenses. In the eyes of the British, this was a way to express friendship and at the same time demonstrate national strength. But the emperor did not like some of those gifts. For example, the large bronze cannons in the model of Britain's largest ship at the time, the HMS Monarch with 110 cannons. In the emperor's eyes, they were a taboo. He asked, on my birthday, what do you mean by giving me these weapons? To the mind of the Manchu emperor, who had been sinicized, sending these weapons and models was a demonstration of power. After the unfortunate birthday celebration, McCartney made six requests to the Qing Dynasty on behalf of Britain. They mainly covered three aspects, including trade, land lease, and tax exemption and reduction. The trade request was to allow British merchants to do business in Ningbo, Zhoushan, and Tianjin. The lease of land was to permit British merchants to establish a trading house in Beijing, mainly for the convenience of receiving important information released by the court and for communicating with the court. It would also provide the British with somewhere to live and receive goods, namely an island near Zhoushan, as well as setting aside a place near Guangzhou to allow the British to travel freely. Duty exemption and tax reduction meant that British commercial goods shipped from Macau to Guangzhou would enjoy tax exemption and the countries should determine a fixed tariff. But the Chanlong Emperor eventually refused these demands. He said, The kingdom of heaven is abundant, and there is everything. There is no need to communicate with you foreign barbarians. The Emperor concluded that McCartney's requests were to ask the heavenly dynasty for exceptional grace. In fact, the Chanlong Emperor received many such requests for trade. He once wrote a poem in 1787 in which it said, Over the years... There are always people from foreign countries demanding trade, but the Chinese empire would rather protect itself, so I won't open the gates. We can see that the emperor did not want to do business with Britain, which had something to do with the tributary trade system that had been in place since the Ming dynasty. The tributary trade system did not allow people to do business with foreign countries. Foreign countries could only trade with China through tribute. That is, you give me your goods in the form of tribute, and then the court would give more properties back to you. There was a principle known as giving generously and accepting meagerly. That is, the value of goods returned by the court must far exceed the value of the tribute. During the Ming Dynasty, Korea repeatedly asked to pay more tributes, wishing to increase it to 17 or 18 times within a year, something the Ming Dynasty couldn't afford. The emperor explicitly refused Korea permission to pay tribute that year. If the Chanlong emperor agreed to McCartney's business requests, the established trade policy based on the tributary system in East Asia would be broken, which might have resulted in uncontrollable social unrest. In addition, China did not have a strong commercial demand for Western goods. 
So it's understandable that the Chanlong Emperor refused McCartney's trade request. So what does the failure of McCartney's visit to China show us now? Historians interpret it as a collision between modern and traditional civilizations, as well as industrial and agricultural civilizations. Let's put ourselves in the position of the Emperor Chan Long. Although Sino-British trade at that time had a history of over 100 years, the tariff income from foreign trade accounted for a low share of the Qing government's fiscal revenue. Therefore, the emperor had no urge to trade. We should consider one other thing. That is, just before McCartney's visit to China, the Qing dynasty had a war with the Indian Gurkhas in Tibet. During that war, the British helped the Gurkhas, plus the British mission gave military models as birthday gifts to the Chanlong emperor, so he was already wary of the British government. McCartney's visit to China was not purely a commercial act, but a dual connotation of politics and economy which was also an important reason why he failed. Did you know that a heavy rain was responsible for the demise of a dynasty during which the Great Wall was built? Italian merchant and explorer Marco Polo finished his masterpiece about China in prison. And an emperor proclaimed African giraffes as magical Chinese unicorns, Qilin. Follow the podcast, Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. To learn more fun facts during the past few thousand years in this country with Patrick Flannery. Thank you for listening to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. In the next and final episode, we'll talk about how the ancient civilization became China and what the country has learned from its history. I'm Patrick Flannery. See you next time. Special thanks go out to Sanlian Zhongdu for their help in creating the content for this show. If you like the podcast, please give us a rating and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. 